Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Hi, I'm Willie King, and this is The Bigger Picture. In late 2020, Beijing started its regulatory crackdown on the Chinese tech sector, wiping off more than $1 trillion from the country's biggest tech companies. Since then, China has often reeled against the disorderly expansion of capital of these tech giants that have grown into large conglomerates. So, a lot of the things have changed since then. Right now, after the breakup of Alibaba's basic business units and planning to spin off these companies, it seems like the mood of the Chinese government has changed. And I really want to get some thoughts on this. So I have with me this morning Chong Serjing, co-founder and portfolio manager of Compounder Fund, to share with me on this topic. Good morning, Serjing. Hi, Willie. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. You know, it's good to speak with you again. This recent week, you know, we talk about the breakup of Alibaba. And I just want to get your thoughts. You know, you are a fund manager and investor yourself. I want to get your thoughts from your point of view. With this recent Alibaba um, breakup, you know, is this a good thing or a bad thing for the shareholders? Yeah, sure. So to be clear, uh, we do not have a position in Alibaba. So I'm going to be talking about the company's uh, reorganization as a third-party observer. You know, kind of quickly run through the uh, reorganization. So what's going to happen is that Alibaba will be split into six major units. So there's Cloud Intelligence, which is Alibaba's cloud computing business. There's Taobao Tmall, which includes Alibaba's flagship e-commerce platforms, Taobao and Tmall. Then there's Local Services, which includes Alama, Alibaba's food delivery platform. And then there's Global Digital Business, which is uh, Alibaba's international e-commerce operations. There's Chaiyao, which is Alibaba's logistics arm. And the lastly, there's digital media entertainment, which includes uh, Youku, Alibaba's film and TV streaming platform. What's really important, I think, about this reorganization is that with the exception of Taobao and Tmall, the other five units can pursue their own IPOs and or raise outside capital. So what I can see here are two possible positives. So the first involves Alibaba as a whole. Uh, so really, we have a neutral friend, Thomas Chua, who runs mm. the investing website Steady Compounding. And just yesterday, Thomas and I were chatting, and he shared with me that Alibaba's reorg could potentially remove any conglomerate discount that's tacked to the entire Alibaba. Mm. So the conglomerate discount is a phenomenon present in financial markets around the world where a, um, where a company with a range of diverse businesses tends to carry a market valuation that is lower that are some of the values that each of these businesses carry. So I kind of agree with Thomas's point of view here. So that's the first uh, positive that I see. Uh, a second positive is that uh, the business growth of each of these six individual units could potentially accelerate after the reorganization. And I can see two angles to this. So the first is that by gaining some form of independence, the individual units could perhaps win new business deals that they previously couldn't because of their association with Alibaba. So for example, in the past, Alibaba's cloud computing arm had trouble signing on Chinese banks as customers. And this was because uh, Alibaba had close ties to Ant Group, which is a financial services and payments company. And Chinese banks kind of saw Ant Group as a competitor. And this kind of led to the association that Alibaba was a competitor as well. And the second angle that I see is that there's this uh, possibility of the individual units being able to be run better after the after this uh, reorganization. So I'm actually reminded of the experience of a Canada-based software company called Constellation Software. Yeah. Um, I don't think the company is widely known among the general public, and uh, we do not have any vested interest. But it's a sizable company. Its market capitalization is about 40 billion US dollars, and it has a tremendous track record of long-term business growth. What's interesting here? about Constellation is that um, it has grown its business over time by acquiring hundreds of other software companies, mostly in the USA, Canada, and Europe. But even as Constellation has been acquiring companies, it has also been spinning off groups of its software businesses as individual units recently. Right. So I think the reasons for Constellation doing so can be seen in something that um, its founder and chairman, Mark Leonard, mentioned a few years back. So what Leonard said was that uh, businesses 
become more difficult to manage as they become larger. And there are more processes and rules that have to be put in place, leading to a drop in innovation and a much poorer focus on customer needs. But what happens when a new business unit is spun off is that there's suddenly a clean sheet of paper for the leader of this new business unit. And he gets to take what he needs and he leaves all the bad parts behind. And this leads to an improvement in innovation. So I think uh, what could potentially happen with Alibaba and its six new business units is that uh, they could become more entrepreneurial as well. I mean, it's very interesting that you also point out, right, on the discovery of the value from the some, some of the parts um, transactions. I mean, if you see this morning, Alibaba's logistics arm, China now Network Technology, has already started preparations with banks for its Hong Kong IPO. And even its rival, JD.com, has also sought in the US after two of its subsidiary have filed for IPOs in Hong Kong. So it's a very interesting time to be relooking into the Chinese market. And I just want to get your thoughts here, right? Is this something which uh, you agree here, right? Is it something that, uh, is it time for investors to look into the China tech story again? Yeah, sure. So I think be it the tech sector or any other sector or company within China, my take is that it is always important for investors to think about the growth opportunities that any sector or company could potentially enjoy. And I think when it comes to the growth opportunities for China's tech sector specifically, there are two things that I have been looking at and Mm. I think they are opposing forces. So the first thing is positive and it's the simple idea that I think more of China's GDP could potentially come from the technology sector in the years ahead. Mm. So what's going on right now is that in 2020, the digital economy accounted for about 8% of China's GDP. And the Chinese government has a plan for this percentage to hit 10% in 2025, right? So the first thing is to think about what are the odds that this uh, 8% of China's GDP from the digital economy, can it be higher over the next 5 or 10 years? Now, the second opposing force is that... um, it's to do with some of uh, the findings I have about uh, China's economy. So I've been reading some books over the past year or two mm. that discuss or focus on the history of China's economic development and where China's economy could go next. And what stood out to me was that these books all converged upon the idea that in order for China's economy to grow in a healthy way in the future, uh, it is important that the Chinese government loosens its grip on the economy. But from the way I see it, I think this grip has only tightened over the past year or two. So the Chinese government's apparent reluctance to allow the private sector to take leadership of China's economy is, I think, an opposing force to what I shared earlier about the potential for the digital economy to take a larger share of the country's GDP in the years ahead. So I think for investors who are interested in China's tech sector or any other sector or company for the matter, um, I think they would have to weigh those two forces and determine for themselves you know, which would be the dominant force. As we always come to investing surging, you know, there's always um, risk involved as well. So I just want to ask you, right, what are some of the risks you know, we should be looking at when we're investing in technology stocks or even in China tech? Yeah, so I think broadly speaking, um, the risk of investing in, in the technology world is that uh, things can change very quickly. What is the dominant player of today could become obsolete tomorrow if somebody comes up with a better mousetrap. Or, you know, if you're a startup and you have some exciting technology or product, um, you could your growth prospects be nipped off at the butt if there's a larger tech company that comes in and says that this looks interesting, I'm going to come up with a competing service and I'm going to make use of my wider distribution network to snuff you out. And I think an example of this scenario happening would be Microsoft, which um, we have a vested interest in. And it came up with uh, the chatting service Microsoft Teams to compete mm. with Slack. And Slack is, of course, now part of um, Salesforce, which we also have an interest in. I've been speaking with Chong Serjing, co-founder and portfolio manager of Compounder Fund. It's so good to speak with you again, man. I hope to see you soon again and thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for having me, Willie. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.
Available on Google Play or the App Store.